Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Let's talk about Duchella. Okay. So there are these events that come and certain people, self-involved people, think that it's the only thing going on in the world. Now, let me tell you something. Coachella is probably wonderful. I've been to, I went to Lollapalooza years ago and I had VIP tickets and I, I saw good bands and I had a great time. And so I'm sure Coachella is amazing. The music, the, the, the origin of what it is and what it's supposed to be. Uh, Sundance, when it started, it was really amazing. It was a film festival. It became, you know, douche dance years later when it was just a hawking product festival and people didn't even realize that there were movies there. So things just do devolve, which we'll get into in a second. Um, it's fashion week. It's fashion. Week. It's not the thing. Obviously the fashion is amazing. I'm as, you know, Anna Wintour pointed out in the devil wears Prada or the Meryl Streep character, uh, you know, it has everything to do with me, even if I bought it at TJ Maxx. As it turns out, my pants were cheapos, $20 cheapos, and my sweater is Isabel Morant. So I've got a high-low vibe going on today. And it all has to do with us, and we all do appreciate fashion because we buy clothes. So Fashion Week is great, and it's a place for uh, artists slash designers to showcase their wares. But it becomes douchey when the ro- – like. People that it has nothing to do with are there. And it's fashion week. They're so busy. It's it's not, I, I mean, 
I know Fernando Garcia. He works, um, he runs, he's the head designer at Oscar de la Renta. He doesn't like, oh my God, it's, fa-. I mean, he might say it's fashion week, but it's actually fashion week for him. Like when he says it, I'm not like, oh God. I'm like, oh my God, he's literally really busy. Uh, but when people who it has nothing to do with, well, it's fashion week. Oh my God. Well, I mean, of course I'm so busy. It's fashion week. You mean for all the events that you're electing to go to, even though you're not in the fashion business, just because you want to be go- like, make fashion week the most important thing to you. Uh, what's the thing? Art Basel. Well, it's Basel. Oh, that's, you know, the, the douche, the douche art festival in Miami, which by the way, is not where people that are real art collectors now go to find things. It's a good schmooze fest for them. But evidently these billionaires that have major art collections know what everything already is before they go there. But listen, it's amazing for people, mere mortals, I've been once to go walk through and see what's going on. But these things become these other things and it's like a self-involved vibe where everybody's just saying like, well, it's Basel, it's music. It, it's, it becomes this sort of narcissistic thing that everybody else is listening to as if it's the only thing going on. So no, I'm not jealous because I can go to Art Basel or, you know, Super Bowl or anything. In fact, my fiance's very close friends are in the sports team business and we get invited to all these different things when they're in the, you know, the final of that sport. Okay. Whatever that sport is. I know owners of many teams. We choose to stay home and eat, you know, the wings and hang out with my daughter, eat pizza. We don't choose to go um, because we feel like it's posy and We'd rather just support from a distance in many cases. So um, not to say that I'll never show up at a major sporting event in my life, although I did go to Super Bowl with my ex, who's a big time photographer. We would be on the field and I didn't go. I stayed. We were in Miami for the Super Bowl. And it was I think it was the year that Reggie Bush was in with the Saints Um, and they won. And I was in the nearby hotel because I was like, "Ah, it's so crazy. I don't want to go. It's too hectic. So I don't go to a lot of things. So I'm doing all that. I've devolved this conversation to talk about Revolve Fest, which I thought was Coachella. I thought that it was like a sponsored part of Coachella. So maybe it's some like satellite event that Revolve puts on at the same time as Coachella is going on to sort of maximize that area of the world that everybody's going to. So there's all this stuff going on on social media about Revolve Festival being like the fire fest, which it doesn't sound like it is because first of all, model influencers would be thrilled with a piece of bread and cheese sandwich because it's something they're not going to eat anyway. So I don't think that the piece of bread and cheese would be a problem for them. Okay. Fire fest, it was a problem. So I think that that's a disparity. And also they weren't stranded on an island at Revolve. For those of you who don't know, it's all these influencers that went and apparently were feeling like they weren't treated right because people don't know who they are because they have millions of followers, which translates to them being sort of TikTok or Instagram famous, really TikTok famous, but that's this pocket that maybe not everybody else knows. So someone may have 10 times the followers of JLo on TikTok, but when there's a security guy at a music festival... He does. He knows who JLo is, but he doesn't know who, you know, Morty Schmeckelman, the, 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 the aficionado on all bagel toppings in the world. He doesn't know who that fucking guy is who's, you know, wearing floral curated dresses from stylists and their fit check and being snatched for fucking Revolve Fest. So there's a disparity in the fame and the treatment of. And so I posted about the plight of the underprivileged influencer. 
who's just not getting what they need. And it's a charity that's important. It's an effort that needs to be discussed. And the underprivileged influencer is a person too. And I posted about these people that are saying that like they were treated poorly. It was terrible. They, you know, earlier that day, I mean, you saw on your feed every day, like this is the fit check. And some of the girls were cute. I liked, I mean, not every person who's dressing in like flower little barrettes is not, is an asshole. Obviously I like watching a lot of them, but it's the people that are taking it so seriously in every inch of the fashion. And well, the, the eyelashes are Balenciaga. My boobs are Dr. Diamond. My shoe, like, okay, we're with the fit check. We're fucking good. We got it. You look cute. You got like Coachella chic. We got it. But like the whole thing, you know what I mean? My vagina was vajazzled by the vajazzler of Beverly Hills. We're like, okay, we get it. Your vagina will be seen and we know it's important, but we're, we don't have to be so fucking invested in this shit. So these people are so on another planet and so obsessed with themselves that it's crazy. And I guess other people are calling it out. And I just thought it was funny that people were saying that, you know, they weren't treated right and it was a shit show, but then they transitioned to, uh, we're back, day four. I don't know how long it goes, but they're going back for the next snatched fit check. Your, you know, your snatch will be checked, okay? Your snatch will be in check by the time you go out to this fucking thing. Your snatch is fit to go to Coachella, to Revolve Fest, to whatever this whole shit show is. So anyway, that got... I mean, I didn't get a lot of flack. Everybody who... A lot of people really liked what I said, but some of the influencers, I think... Um, of course, I had an opinion on Dushella and Devolve Fest. And of course, I feel terrible for the underprivileged influencer. Hashtag underprivileged influencer. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Creator. People are creators and people are influencers. So some people are just creating, but does that mean they're not influencing anyone? If you're influencing, it means you're moving product, I guess. You're fucking moving product. But if you're creating, maybe you're moving you're moving content. But I think in order to be an influencer, you have to be creating. And then the problem is I have more followers on TikTok than many of the influencers, but I'm not an influencer. What am I? I'm not a creator or an influencer. I'm just a ranter. I'm just a TikTok ranter. Uh... And so some of the people in the comments, in my comments, you're not supporting women. I'd like to have a discussion about supporting women, okay? First of all, can't we say supporting people? Like now, just because I have a vagina and breasts and was born a woman, I have to support and like every other fucking person with a vagina and breasts that was born a woman? I don't support women. Why? Because I think some people are fucking morons. Like, I don't support some men either. There are women I don't support. There are men I don't support. There are women, children, dogs, cats that I do support. I don't support all anything because I'm not a fucking weirdo robot. You don't support women. Shut the fuck up with everybody who's saying you don't support women. To anybody. Anybody. Somebody doesn't like, a girl doesn't like what enough. A girl's wearing a dress with her vagina showing and her tampon string is longer than her dress. I'm supposed to support that? I have a fucking 11-year-old daughter. I don't support that woman. I'm allowed to not support that woman. A girl is a trash can who fucking sleeps with her best friend's boyfriend. I don't support that woman. A girl lays on her back and is a goddamn gold digger who is superficial and hasn't contributed or made use of her life in any particular charitable way or anything that adds to the universe and is just withdrawing on the ATM of life, I don't support that woman. A man who's a nice man, who's a good person, I support that man. A man who fucking grabbed the ass of his assistant in an office, I don't support that man. 
Okay, so let's fucking stop with the black and the white of supporting women. There are many women I support and just by the sheer nature of what I've accomplished and and what I've done uh, speaking to women and trying to empower women and the, and the groundworks that I've laid in many male industries, I support women. I just don't fucking support all women. And there are many women that I don't support. So cancel me. Yeah, you don't have to support every woman, okay? Not every woman is great. Not all women are created equal. Some women are pieces of shit and other women are good people. So therefore, I don't support the pieces of shit. If that's not gonna be okay, change the channel, okay? But if you care what I think at all, and you probably don't, I'm giving you license to not support assholes. Douchebaggery is not supported unless for the purpose of humor. Okay, so I watched The Anatomy of a Scandal on Netflix. And Sienna Miller, who I think is beautiful, is in it. It's interesting about Sienna Miller. Sometimes I confuse her with the woman who was married to to Jude, to she was married to Jude Law. The woman who was married to Ray Donovan. Um, who's Ray Donovan? Let's start with that. My assistant just said it's a TV show character. I, I'm well aware of that. Thank you, Annie, my sarcastic assistant. We know it's a t- Mickey Mouse is an a- is not an actual mouse. It's a, it's a, it's an animated character. Thanks, Annie, for that commentary and shade at this time. Naomi Watts. Okay, so Naomi Watts is a really pretty blonde woman, natural. And I get her confused with Sienna Miller because there's that type of blonde that's like really sort of pretty and natural, probably compete for the same roles. But I don't like remember exactly what they look like. So Sienna Miller, every time I see her, I'm like, she's so pretty. But I couldn't pick her out. If she was at my supermarket, I would not know that it was Sienna Miller. I would just think it was a pretty natural blonde woman. So what's interesting about Sienna Miller is that in watching her in Anatomy of a Scandal, which we can get into separately, um... She's obviously had plastic surgery because she looks different, but she still looks so pretty. Like that's the plastic surgery I would like to have when I have plastic surgery. Like some people look too like very good, but it's like too good. They look good and you can't see anything, but they look older. And Sienna Miller still looks the same age that she probably like is, but she's had something done and she looks different but like not like Jennifer Grey when she had plastic surgery different. Not when you're like, whoa, Naomi. No, I mean, uh, what the hell is wrong with me today? N- N- Kidman, Nicole Kidman, where it's like jarring, like, or, or, or uh, Meg Ryan, where it's the shocking. Like, this is a good, this is plastic surgery that I can get behind because she looks like she's had plastic surgery, but like not freakazoid, just a little different. And she still looks pretty. So when I do plastic surgery, I'd like to go to whoever Sienna Miller's person was, because it's like some trickery. It's just like still pretty, but like a little off, but like, you're not gonna look the same. Just like people will say, wow, the way you're aging. I hate to, I'm sorry to report, I'm not actually Benjamin Button. I am aging. So if you've been watching me on television since I'm 37, it's gonna be a little frightening. That's just the way it is. Because particularly because I post without makeup on. And also, 
on TikTok, I didn't know everybody's using a filter. I'm not using a filter. I'm just talking like a normal person. I'm like that person that's still, that's like Fred Flintstone with my legs as the tires of the car, not realizing that everybody else is like, has the wheels. Cause everyone's like, you dumb bitch, we're filtering all of this. And you know, we talked about this before, but I mean, I'll go down as the last one. But guess what? You see me in a restaurant, you're gonna know what I fucking look like. Cause I've seen these people and they don't even look like their goddamn neighbor. You wanna see somebody on Instagram or TikTok and then see them in real life? You'll be shocked. I'm saying it again because I've been talking about beauty and what's a scam and what's not. And I need you to know it's okay to look natural. I I just need you to know it's okay to just do makeup for what it was originally intended to do, which is just accentuate and, and hide some of your flaws. You don't need to look like a rainbow eye eyelid circus clown to just go out every day. You don't need to contour your face. If you don't need to contour your face, you don't need to contour your face. Like if your face, if you have a clown nose, okay, contour it, I guess. Maybe you don't want a clown nose. If you have jowls that are like a fucking Rottweiler, figure out a way to contour. But everything doesn't need to be tricked out. Everybody's face does not need to have brown lines in every direction, like a goddamn roadmap of the United States to contour because we all think, oh, this is the contour step. I got a contour. Everybody doesn't need to contour. Everyone doesn't need to highlight. If you have a forehead the size of Pittsburgh, you don't need to highlight certain portions of that. And I know that's where the contour comes in. I get it. I'm just saying, it's just like, it's okay. I, we need to, I need a contour, a contourvention. There needs to be a contourvention. Everybody doesn't need to contour their whole life. It's again, back to the filtering. We're contouring, we're contouring too much. It's too much contouring going on. But not everybody needs to contour themselves within an inch of their life. It's okay to look like what we look like. Is it not okay to look like what we look like? Divorced kids work the program. I was just talking to someone about this. Oh, someone who works in my house was saying that their family, they have a family member and that's going through divorce. So, and the kid is just, has an attitude now and is a little spoiled because they work that system. You can't fall prey to the divorced kid that works the system, okay? Here's the system. Parents are separated. They're getting divorced. And I know very people, very close in my life who've, who've dealt with this exact thing and handled it wrong. And I know I, there's no perfect parent, there's no perfect kid, but this is black and white. You're separated, you feel guilty, you're worried the kid's gonna prefer the other parent, A. B, you're worried just because of the trauma and the stress and you wanna throw money at the problem or candy at the problem or TV and games at the problem or toys at the problem or indulgences in some regard and devices at the problem. It doesn't work. It's a bad fucking plan. You create a monster, okay? You create a monster. Kids going through the problems of a divorce are going to go through the problems of a divorce. More indulgence is not going to reduce that. It's not going to change it. It's just going to displace that. So it's just a very easy thing for people to do in the meantime, just buy a lot of the dolls and the presents, et cetera. So they favor you. Guess what? They won't favor you either. They won't respect you. I'll never forget my daughter when she went over to this uh, kid's house and I said, who's the most favorite of your friend's moms? And I said, who's the least favorite? And she said, X mom is the least favorite. And I said, why? And she said, because she overindulges her kid. Her kid has a tantrum. She just hands her whatever she wants. And I thought that was amazing because kids, and she was young then, 
kids are aware of the whole program and they don't respect parents that just are trying to buy their kids. They don't. My daughter, I didn't, my school, the school, there's like a portal that you have to go into to get the, the report card and I didn't get it and I didn't know why it wasn't sent like to me directly. And my daughter will be hurt. Not that like I didn't buy her enough toys and candy that I didn't see the report card on time. Like that, that's, that's how you know you're on the right path. But do not, these kids are working the system. They're working the program. Of course, they're not going to control themselves. They're going to take whatever they can get. And they're going to try to get it on both sides. And they're going to say to you, I don't have this thing. They're going to say to the other parent, I don't have that thing to try to work it all out and get it all. So just don't believe that hype and understand that you're being played. Getting COVID sucks, but I want you to know that you can turn it into a positive. And I know people say pivot and pivot and we pivoted, but I mean, even on the short term, I had COVID a couple of weeks ago and I took it as an opportunity to really just go through everything in my, in my house, really cook a lot of recipes like people have been. And that's obvious, but going through so many things, going through old photographs, going through expired sunscreen, going through beach towels, like really you can get your home tight and right. But more importantly, business. I was home and I said to my, I used the time wisely and it took work on my part. I said to my assistant, now we're going to create these systems. Let's create all these systems for business systems. I'm, you can, you have your own systems you need. It could be literally for kids activities, calendar, carpool, PTA. It could be for your own work. It could be for whatever you want it to be. But for me, it was, okay, when I go to a photo shoot, where's the list, the laminated sheet for everything that I need? Where's the checklist? If I'm traveling, where's the checklist? And you should do this for everything you need. Did you pack sunscreen? Did you pack a charger? Did you pack your portable blow dry thing? Did you have your toiletries? Did you pack fuzzy socks for the plane? Whatever it is, you need, you can use this time, anytime that you're down, that you're sick, that you're depressed, whatever it is, and you're home alone to create these systems. My dogs, one of them uh, needs medicine. So sometimes when the dog's traveling back and forth or going with uh, someone else or with Paul or with a housekeeper or with the, the um, dog watcher as a laminated sheet that just says, this is how much medicine Smalls gets, you know, and it's together in a little Ziploc bag, it's organized. The point is you can really take this time or any downtime to create systems that will, it's, I said to my assistant, I'm teaching you how to fish, not just handing you the fish. Meaning I also don't want to go every time I'm going away. Do we pack this? Do we pack that? I want it on a sheet. When is laundry done? When are windows done in your house? Is it twice a year? When do we have carpet steam? Do you do that once a year? When are you going to, you know, shake out the rugs? It could be anything, but I'm big on these systems. Oh, let's go through all the expired food in the cabinet, or let's take all the food and put it into to containers and label them and be those organized people. Like you really can use this downtime to your advantage. So don't get stuck when something goes wrong. Let it propel you into something, into something good. I've had, I've had COVID twice. The first time I had COVID was the worst experience of my life. I've had pneumonia in my life. I've had 105. I've gone to the hospital. Aside from almost dying from anaphylactic, going into anaphylactic shock, the first time I had COVID, it was a monster that gripped its hand and pulled your head under every time you thought you were getting a gasp of air, like the end of a horror film. It was a nightmare. The chills, the shivering, the teeth chattering, the teeth chipping, the excruciating headaches, the body pain, 
the dehydrate. It was a nightmare. The second time I had COVID, I could function. I could function. I had been triple vaxxed. I could do all these things. I felt not great. I kept saying, I can't, I don't want to work. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm a five. Like a 10 is you're dying. A zero is you're just prancing. I was a five. First time, it was a 10. NyQuil was my only friend. It doesn't work every night. I had to, because like after I use it a couple of nights, it won't work. So I had to just like ration it and use it on some nights. Sleep was my only friend. I didn't get it every night. It was a fucking shit show. My heating blanket and sleep were my only friends. So I want to talk about natural food, being vegan, raw food, all this stuff, cleansing, all of this. So years ago, I lived in Chicago and I have been allergic to fish. So I don't want to go to regular culinary school and have a whole section on fish. And I've always been interested in health and I've always been interested in food and cooking. So I found a school in New York for uh, food and healing. This was 2000. This was... 22 years ago. So I was a natural food chef before it was cool, before it was plant-based, before it was all these other names, before local and seasonal, before all of the shit. I was a natural food chef. I was paid for it. I worked for it. I worked for nutritionists and cooked meals for them. I was that. All healthy meals, low-calorie meals, low-fat meals, alternative meals, people with food intolerances, all that stuff. So I also ate raw for almost a year, mostly raw. Going to school for food and healing leads you into that world of vegan and gluten-free and celiac and what all these things mean and food intolerances. And that was long before it was cool too. There was no impossible meat. There was no Beyond Burger. There wasn't tofu sold everywhere. You know, oat milk, almond milk, macadamia milk, every fucking milk in the world was not around. Nobody had almond milk. No one had, soy milk was the only one and that was just not that common, okay? So this is before all of this. I, and raw food, which is still now weird to many people, that was alien then. But I learned about eating raw, which is eating under food under a certain temperature, not meat. It's vegetarian completely. But it means that after you cook food a certain temperature, it loses all of its being alive and that's what keeps you alive and your eyes are brighter and it's this whole world. People are dehydrating food in these big contraptions at under 100 and something degrees and it takes four hours to make a sprouted pizza. People using dates to make desserts like it gets really crazy I could go on and on for days but like it gets really crazy because things that you don't even realize are cooked are cooked meaning let me give you an example you can't have you can't I don't know if this is about the cooked you can't have like seaweed toast sheets of seaweed some are toasted that's not raw nuts raw nuts are not like shiny and salty and roasted. They're like raw, so they're more blanched and they're just not as fun as like roast crispy nuts. So a lot of things, to be raw, it's really extreme in one direction. Okay, so there's a world. Anytime you have these extreme ways of eating, there are these worlds. So there's this world of raw food and Giuliano is this guy that I met through this whole world and he was famous in it. He was like this crazy chef with long blonde hair and he only ate raw and he only cooked raw. And he's like a a cult leader in that world. 
And it's just like in Bikram Yoga, how Baran Baptiste was like a cult leader in that world. Any extreme thing, extreme heat in the yoga, extreme eating is a world. So in the raw food world, Juliana was a big deal. This woman, Karen in Chicago that I learned for, from, she was a big deal. Anne Wigmore was this, was this person who started Rejuvelac and Wheatgrass, which are these things that happen in, in, in Puerto Rico and there are books written by her. And then um, Anne Marie, I think Colbin was a big raw food person and natural food chef. So there's all these people that are like famous in those little worlds. So it's weird to you and you don't know what I'm talking about, but just understand. I think you get the concept. So when I was in that world years ago and a natural food chef, I met Matthew Kenny, who was this raw food chef, delicious food. I worked for him for a brief period of time uh, in Dumbo, Brooklyn, because he started these restaurants and he had a reputation for not paying people. I know that because he was like this artist chef that was not a great business person. He had this reputation back then, this is 20 years ago. And he was working with Rush, Russell Simmons, Jiva Mukti Cafe, and this guy was going to cook for him and all over the place. These people are creative types and they're all over the place. I'm getting somewhere because there's a show called Bad Vegan that's on and I'm going to watch it for you guys. But Matthew Kenny's wife was had a brand called One Lucky Duck with him and it ended in bad divorce. And she ended up in this whole crazy illegal world within this raw space. And I'm going to watch the whole thing. So this is sort of part one of it. But I just want you to know that these two owned a place together. And I know that he was known for like not paying people. And he now has all these other restaurants. He kind of is like the pyramid scam. He keeps going. And I have nothing against him. He's this totally nice guy. He's a good chef. I don't know about his business practices. I just know that he keeps moving through the system because these people that are known in different industries, they kind of are artists and they're creative and they move through one business relationship and then they move into another one. So he's always getting someone to partner with him and open a restaurant and then somehow it's closed down. Like he had a restaurant down in Miami and then it closed down. These raw food people are freaking weirdos and they're not business people. So they have these great big ideas and they shut down all the time. So I'm going to watch Bad Vegan because a lot of you have been writing that you want to hear what I have to say about this. And it's the woman, Can you? what's her name? Matthew Kenny's wife. She He got to... Sarma Mangalis. So people want to know, was she shady? Was she in on it? I'm just telling you that I worked with her ex-husband and it's all sketchy. It's just sketchy. This world is a little sketchy. They're not really into following rules because they're like these cult leaders because anybody who's into raw, that extreme, like people say, I'm 2% raw, I'm 5% raw, I'm 4% raw, I'm 8% raw. It's competitive. Oh, it's not 118 degrees, it's 108 degrees. So you can't cook things over. I don't know the exact terminology. I'm just telling you, it's a bunch of fucking crazies because they're obsessed with some subculture, sub world that none of us understand. And they're all really uber competitive about it. And, and, oh, that person's not real. Oh, that person ate some roasted cashews a couple of weeks ago. They're not real, you know? And I was like, touched this world by trying it and I get it but it's a bunch of fucking crazies and I'm going to watch this movie, but I'm just telling you that I do have an opinion on this because I was in this world 20 years ago, but dabbling. When I say that I was raw for a year, I, I wasn't strict, strict, strict. I was raw. I was vegan. I was in, I was out, but I understood what it was and all the crazy recipes. because so I was living in Chicago, engaged and bored and could focus on this shit. So you have to be, it's a time consuming 
I know one person who's been raw for years and she's fucking crazy. You can't go out to restaurants. She won't travel. You know, you can't imagine how alienating it can be. You can only hang out with other people in this subculture cult world. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like, you feel like you've really gone somewhere far, and you don't need a passport, which, honestly, I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 